going to record locally. Countdown. <laughs> oh, we are we are podding. Let's we get are podding. podding indeed. It's podding time. It's podding time. Ah. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm really good, thanks, Daniel. Yeah, life's life's treating me well. How about you? I'm good, but I hate servers now. <laughs> Why? Um, okay, so the thing is, like the last week, or actually the last the last few weeks, ninety percent of what I've have what I've been doing with Telemetry Deck is server stuff, and every time, every day, I'm like, okay, I'm actually just one percent from finishing everything. And every time the 1% turns out to be fractally, fractally, another 100%. And it's getting so old. Oh, no. This is the, you pull a thread and then the whole jacket starts to unravel. Yeah. And before you know it, you're making the, yeah, you've got to stitch the jacket again. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the last thing that was like, okay, I, I was like, okay, I've managed to copy everything, like all the, old signals data from the old hoster to the new hoster uh, up yep. until the end of September this year. I, w I wanted to make a cut somewhere and it was, I, I copied that during October. So I only wanted to, um, to copy four months. So now I finally got everything else working. Everything is running. The APIs are talking to each other. The microservices are like plodding along and everything. And so I'm like, okay, <clears throat> let me just, let me just simply copy over the, um, October and November. Yep. And what happens is that uh, Microsoft Azure decides that it has various types of files or blobs. And like the mo normal one is the block blob, which is horrible to say and even more horrible to write if you write it like 20 times. Yep. And the other type is an append blog where I can like append blob uh, where I can like, it's just like a file, but I can like write to it and it, it doesn't actually overwrite the file. It actually appends to the file. And somehow my uploads for those were suddenly a append blob, like the uploads for November and October. Oh. And so I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I switch those file types? Like how, how is, where do I click to just convert this thing into a regular blob? Because then my, um, time series database actually cannot import those types of blobs from the API and it needs to, to like to, to actually get those get those data. Yeah. And then everyone is like, oh no, it's that's like that's actually not possible. What you gotta do is like you have to download the file and then re-upload it. And okay. like these are these are not large files, but there's no. <laughs> thousands of them. And they need to be in their respective directories and everything. Um so first of all, I wrote, I, I tried to write like a Python script with the um, Azure blob file client uh, library. And that kind of just like, kept failing for some reason. And then, it, and right. then I tried it out with the, <laughs> then I tried it out with the, um, and I didn't want to run this on my local machine because then, then I would have to download like gigabytes of yeah. data just down to my local machine and re-upload it. So I wanted to make it from a machine inside Azure. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to write this Python script and then I'm going to run it inside the thing. And then it will just like jiggle around the files. It will take a few minutes and then it's done, but it didn't work. So yes. then I used the command line. It's called AZ copy. It's just like a command line tool that's provided by Microsoft 
where you can like up yep. and download files from their blob storage. <laughs> and that works, but um, it's um, like there's like two two problems here. One is that my the machine that I'm using has not enough storage space. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like write a little shell script that will just like download one folder, re-upload it, and then delete it. Then I I mistyped a slash, and that's why like all the <laughs> my files got jumbled. Oh no! Okay. So, um, like my structure is like year slash month slash day slash, and then zero dot json one dot json up to twenty three dot json for the hours. That's like the 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 signals as files on disk, and yep. somehow I I put them I, I I copied them one one too early, so they were actually overriding each other. Oh. So I had to delete the whole 2022 directory and start again. <laughs> um, uh, and this I, is what I've been doing for the afternoon today. This doesn't sound pretty. Are, are you on yeah. top of this now? Is it like you're now in the final, final, final version of this? Um, do you think? All right, there's there's two problems missing. Like one of them is that even this even this Kubernetes machine just. 10 minutes or so like it was like chugging along and it went it came up to i want to say july and then it kind of crashed because even for a single month the disk space on this machine doesn't isn't enough it's like i don't know what's it's like it says like 200 gigs free or something yeah and apparently that wasn't enough so uh i just for the second half of the year i probably have to do it again yeah so, but if that is done and then I can import the data, which should work, but you know, knock on wood, um, not you, but like literal wood. <laughs> I'll um, tap my head. <laughs> <laughs> then I only, like the other thing that I found out is that because all these files are backups, right? It's because back on the old hoster, what I would do is like in the services that accept the signals, the ingest API, um, they would first like write all the signals to files on disks. Those are the files that are now moving around, and then send off the send off the signal into the queue. Because sometimes, due to like problems with our hoster, it would lose the connection with the queue server, and then like all hell would break loose. So I would have I had those files, and I could play them back into the into the the queuing server yeah. for ingestion. Uh, and then it would like periodically rsync those files up into a like large storage container, and that's where I'm getting them from right now. And so I wanted to recreate something like this on Azure, and I was like, "Hey, we have those new blob types that are append blobs, and I have a Python library, and the ingest server is written in Python." So, um, like just a few days ago, I wrote a thing that the now ingest containers will actually, every time they get a signal, they will, they will kind of batch them up. And then like every time they have a few signals together, they will send them to an appropriately named ingestion API append blob. <laughs> so that works perfectly. But now I found out that I can't actually read those blobs back in into the actual system when I need them. Like should the, the a problem arise and I need to restore from backup. So now I have to think about, do I want to have the same problem that I have now for a, a static set of data, 
do I want to have that problem later for a dynamic set of data when something bad happens? Like so say something crashes and yep. all I have left is the, the backup files. Um, do I like, do I in that, in that situation, do I want to play around with, with shell scripts or stuff? Or do I need to actually sit down and write that stupid piece of code that will uh, automatically do that with just a few parameters? Yeah. Uh, and it is, I want to go back to app development. I want to like write code, not like uh. shell scripts. <laughs> yeah, this is sounding and, like this is very... so close to working. Like I have a like a URL. It's like a long URL where I, I, if I go there, it will actually show the user interface uh, like it will access a new Kubernetesified API that will in turn like get data from the new Kubernetesified uh, time series databases and everything. So it's all actually migrated. But of course, if, if I look at the, any charts, it will not show any data for the last two months because that's where the data is still missing. And then it will also actually show data for the last few days because as of um, November 11, every single signal that gets that gets sent to the original API in just API will also mirror itself over to the new API. So like the, the transition will be smooth. That's cool. Um, okay. But still like it's, it's all there and I just need to like, like finally cross those T's and dot those I's and everything is like just frustrating. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, I, I, I hear you on there and it's sounding, um, it's sounding very blobby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> put it another way. Very blobby. Um, very blobby indeed, and very server and Python shaped, and not not certainly not my wheelhouse of iOS and Swift. Yeah, um, but it sort of it, it feels like you need to get that to completion because otherwise it's going to be sort of lurking. Like if you ever need to do this, um, exactly, you don't really want to be having to scramble at that point. Exactly. And there's so, been a few of those types of things over the last few weeks where I was like, okay, I got it to work and it's a bit hacky, but it kind of works now. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I cannot do it like this. Like I want to, like, I want to have reliability. I want to be able to like have some guarantee of data security. Yeah. I want to be, I want to reduce the amounts of times that my phone will wake me up in the middle of the night because something's not working. I want to reduce them, reduce those times as much as possible. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. so sounding like an upfront investment of time now, but to then feel more secure, to know what your route is for, right. for sorting these problems out in the right. future. Yeah. The frustrating thing is like so many like things and people need my attention right now like the business as a business needs my attention like i need this is a job that i need to do but also like friends and family and whatever like they mm -hmm. they also kind of like just like um I, I've, i'm kind of like dropped from the face of the earth for them <laughs> and that's kind of frustrating for them too yeah yeah i can see that i mean we talk in between the shows right and i've noticed you've been quite quiet lately and um you know that's that's normal, right? You're busy. I get right. busy. This this is what happens. But yeah, I've, I've noticed you seem pretty slammed over the last right. month. And then and then like like people write in to the telemetry deck account and are like, "Hey, this is really cool. I have a question." And sometimes mm -hmm. the question is like easy one two three words answer, but sometimes it's like, "Okay, what you want is a very reasonably reasonable request." 
but it will take me a half a day or so to to find out what you need like maybe it's a way of phrasing a a a query or yeah. maybe it's like a way of like in, including the sdk in a way that we haven't thought about and then i'm always like so um uh, I, I'm, I'm, I feel so torn because I want to help these people and I don't want, I want them to like to, to just hang around in my inbox for too long because that reduces the chance of them becoming customers. Yes. Like, for example, someone recently asked me, like, hey, uh, can you help me get this working in Objective-C? Oof. Which okay. wasn't actually possible before. And it was, in the end, it wasn't too much work, but it was like half a day, maybe maybe like three quarters of a day. But I, yeah. I kept pushing that off, that by the time I finished that and then wrote the person back and was like, hey, if you now want to include that in your app, they kind of never answered again. <laughs> <laughs> because I assumed that in the one or two weeks since they asked that question, they were like, okay, maybe I'll get another solution that actually does support Objective-C. Yeah, that's that's tricky. Um, I I have some feelings about that. So there's there's certain requests there that I would say that that might fall in the category of being uh, something you should just say no to at this point. Um, of course, for better but... for better or worse, right? I mean, obviously, the outcome you've had, the experience you've had, kind of indicates a bit of that. But I do wonder if there's a level of of you at this point in time, needing to turn down some of these edge cases, just see if you've got that headspace as well. So I know that doesn't really, that's not really a helpful thing to say for, <laughs> for where you've been with stuff, but I, I guess um, I'm encouraging you to say no or to say not right now as much as yeah, you I'm can. trying. Like I've, I actually tr um, started doing that for yeah. as many things as I can, just, just because I need to keep my sanity, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll be really, really happy when the server stuff is over. And then, um, at least that part of my life will be a bit more, uh, planable again. Yeah. And I, I tend to find with the, the server stuff, because it's not something I do regularly, like almost anything I do that, that heads into that world ends up being a lot longer than I ever think it, it needs to be. And then familiarity mm. with, with the tooling and that sort of stuff sort of cuts in. So for me personally, there's always a bit of a learning curve when I go and do it. And it gets a bit better each time, of course. This is this is just not a skill I'm right. doing day to day. Um, but it is frustrating and that feeling of just wanting to go and code my app kind of comes in you know and and um yeah that so it ends up being a, a thing that i try and do the bare minimum with with any of my stuff you know whether that's even just setting up a website and spinning up another one on on the, the hosting i've got mm. i'll kind of put I it off, love those put it off. Of things uh for me for me it's like a, uh, I'd, I'd, if i could get away without doing it i would <laughs> you know, like what I love about them is that especially like I get bored with things or my, my brain just doesn't want to do the same thing day in, day out. So if, yeah. if I, if I'm only working on the main app, then after a while I'm like, ah, oh, like this doesn't, this doesn't give me the dopamine I need right now. <laughs> so it re it's really helpful for me to have like different side projects within side projects, yeah. as we said last time. Yes. And um like so the website or or even the servers 
not the API server code, but like the server hosting and everything around them, they do provide a welcome distraction. But like I've been in serverland too long. I need to go back. I need to go back home to code land. That's fair. That's fair. When yeah. does that look like? Do you think that that horizon's coming into view now over the next week or something? Um, it kind of has to be. Yeah. So um, because I already switched over my DNS hosting, I recently got an email from Let's Encrypt that says, hey, your HTTPS certificate will run out on November 23 or something like that. So, right. um, of course, the new server is able to get generate its own certificates or request those from Let's Encrypt. So as soon as I flip the switch that everything runs over the new server architecture, things will be fine. But I need to flip the switch before that certificate runs out. Otherwise, I'll have to revert some stuff and go back to the old architecture uh, and like fully right. go back, even with the DNS hosting and everything. Uh, I don't think it that it shouldn't be too much of a problem. I kind of expect to be done by the end of the week. Yep. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, there's a bit of a deadline there. Oh, well, hopefully that that all comes together. It sounds right. like you're on the home stretch with it. And, <laughs> oh, um, I did another thing. I did another thing that is actually not server related. That was kind of okay. cool. Yeah, let so me a few know. days ago, a few days ago, um, I, I had to think about this right now because you were talking about making websites and stuff. So um, <clears throat> I woke up in the morning and I was like, okay, I need today, I need to uh, to have a break from servers. I need to do a, a, so I went for a walk. And then while on the walk, I was looking at my phone and someone wrote to me um, and was like, hey, like someone on on social media i forget it if it was on twitter or mastodon was like hey i wonder if there are any publicly available sources for like how what's the market share of ios 16 versus ios 15 that kind of thing yeah and then someone else said hey um like have you asked daniel about this because like i'm sure that he has that kind of data mm -hmm. and i've been talking to lisa uh about this kind of feature for a long time like um internally we call it orbital survey because space metaphors yep and what i had envisioned is like it's a like subdomain maybe of the main page or something like that or maybe 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 even its own page where you go and you get a ton of interactive live updating charts about what Android versions are currently being used, what iOS versions, like how fast is the adoption rate, what browsers even, if we have enough um, data for that. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it, this idea has been living in my head for a long time. And it was like, uh, and this, so the other day I was like, okay, maybe we don't need to wait for the time that we have to actually build this kind of website. Maybe we can start with a blog post. Yeah. So I kind of whipped up... Um, I kind of whipped up, like, went into the data, and I kind of whipped up a blog post about like how like how iOS 16 is 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 proliferating through iPhones, and uh, spoiler alert, at least in, at least in our data set, is actually more than 50% of the iPhones are actually use, uh, running iOS 16, even though the public release was only in September. So that's not too long ago. Um, so I wrote this blog post and that was kind of nice. And then what I also did was uh, I used uh, Blender, the 3D software, 
yep. um, to actually render a um, a preview image for the or a header image for the blog post just because like it was something else to do. So that was very very satisfying to be honest. Uh, I'm shit at Blender, but um, <laughs> like so everything took way too long. But I was like, oh okay, I'm just gonna be my own little world, uh, listen to some music and, and and click around in the 3D software and like max out my CPU course with rendering. <laughs> so yeah, that was a pleasant, a pleasant uh, distraction actually. Oh, that's cool. I think this, this sort of stuff is necessary, right? It's, right? it's creating those breaks for you, with yourself as well, but you're still productive in that time. Right. Um, oh yeah very much so because like this blog post is like one of our most successful blog posts ever right now uh, so um yeah i'm hoping that i can like do this like maybe quarterly or something because this was terrible because really I've, cool. I've missed it i feel terrible i'm gonna, I've I'm gonna put post. it into the the show notes actually yeah do it um we can link all those up for for you listeners what is this episode is this episode 19 I think this will be eighteen. We we kind of ah okay. There's it. already an entry for for yeah, ah. You already have been writing in there. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So for people wow, listening you in, are we, quick. We have a um, shared Apple Notes note that we note things in, or one of us usually types while the other one's talking. If there's any particular bits from the show, uh, which I think works quite well. It's been very good for me when I put together the the listing for the episode. It does, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that um, that blog post, I feel rough that I've not seen it. I'm going to have to check that after this call. You're probably you're probably um, awake at different times. That also yes. means I should means I should probably retweet it a couple of times at different uh, times and times during the day so that people actually see it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, also Twitter is um, has like <laughs> other main topics right now. <laughs> It does. It does. Oh, I don't God. want to do another um, another show all about Fediverse and Twitter and stuff, but I am definitely tooting more than I am tweeting, even though I should probably just say posting because tooting still sounds odd to me. Tweeting sounds uh, odd too. Like, I mean, it's just... A... Yeah. Yeah. It's just become normalized, right? right. Um, no, I do remember like early days of Twitter saying, oh, I, I, I tweeted this. Sounded very silly. Um but uh, yeah, no, I'm over in in Tootland, in Mastodon land, a lot more, uh, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. And actually, if if uh, we can take just a quick tangent, I am working on an SDK with somebody with um, Constantine, somebody from the iOS community. And awesome. The cool thing about this is it's going to be a neat little Swift package that you can bring in and then it lets you uh, do the authorization handshake that you have to do to connect an account uh, to any Mastodon instance or whatever. And then gives you lots of nice async await formatted um, streams and things mm-hmm. for receiving uh, your posts and receiving um, list information and all the stuff you would need if you wanted to make so- a client. So it basically makes it way easier for you to make a Mastodon client for iOS and macOS. Yes. And for Vapor as well, if there are sort of side-by-side <laughs> doodads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, we're putting that together. There'll be a release at some point, hopefully before the year is out. It's you know, this is part time endeavors. Uh but it's fun. It is it's very fun. And the thing that for me is that I've got an idea for a client and this is gonna support that. Uh but it also means that I'm not sort of on my own just building up all this uh this server connection boilerplate as it were to get the data kicking and screaming through. This is awesome. Especially yeah, since like I, everyone, everyone seems to be a seems to like be working on a Mastodon client right now. Yeah, and this way, this way, like most of the community can fe- can focus on getting like all these cool user interf- interfaces out, maybe even different user interfaces. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing I'm finding again, this is where it's reminding me of the early days of Twitter, where I did run more than one client at one stage. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay, right? You sort of swap between the clients for different functionality. Right. And uh, it to me, it's now no, no longer feeling weird, right? It's like, okay, I go for this one for that, this one for that. Um, and, you know, if I hit an edge where one, one client does something that the other doesn't that I want, then, you know, I just jump back. Right. So it's... it's Little fiddly things, but like the way some clients interpret uh, linked posts tries to take you out to a browser rather than just showing the post in your feed. Um, mm. So that's a feature that sends me to one particular client because the other one doesn't do it. Um, but then the main one that I'm using is is just nicer to use in general for just scanning my feed. So um, anyway didn't want to go down a mastodon rabbit hole but other than to say that is something i've been working on oh but i do have a question what um what clients do you use for desktop and mobile for mastodon Uh, because i'm unhappy with all of them right now meta text for the moment which i am Uh only partially happy with uh because here and there it does have some some kind of cruft to it it's a bit clunky in places um, but the developer seems to be picking it back up again now, so I think it's going to improve um, over time. And so that one is the most uh, the most Twitter-like, but old-school Twitter for me, and that's kind of why I enjoy it. And then Toot, with an exclamation mark, is yeah. the other one I use. And Toot yeah, is that's beautiful. that's the one I use too. It's got lots of nice animations, and it's it's really quite slick. But there are times where my eyes are just like, I, I can't cope with this. I actually need a, a more bland interface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toot is incredibly playful. Yeah. And everything is a custom animation and everything is kind of custom. And that's that is annoying sometimes. And the other thing is like just it, the buttons that Toot uses, <laughs> like all the touch targets are about yeah. four pixels like wide. And yes. Everything is tiny and um, like they're all like spaced like four pixels apart or something. So it's like really hard sometimes to actually to actually um, type the or hit the correct touch target and stuff like that. It's it's, it's beautiful. But yes, it frustrates me for those reasons as well. Um, I also had a play with uh, Pixel Fed's test flight uh, beta. Mm-hmm. The Pixel Fed is the federated Instagram clone, and they've got their own app coming out, which is an Instagram clone, but more like Instagram without the ads, without the stories, without the reels, and all the stuff that annoys me about Instagram. Um, 
and it works. It's nice. It's a photo feed, and they're doing some good effort with the app. But I could instantly tell this is not native iOS. Oh, right, there's bits okay. about it that are just just a little bit off. You know that uncanny valley feeling you get. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure enough, it's been made in in React, and yeah, I'm guessing React Native, and um, yeah, that there's a principle there where that's like, yeah, that's why I don't really like using that. That that app's not going to work for me because those little niggles of uncanniness, um, just just add up. So. But that's okay because the client I'm building is going to be something of a similar sort of vein, actually. So there's there's my chance. If 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 that isn't what I want to use, then that's a bit of fuel for me to build my own clients, probably in the new year. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but my dev time, to be honest, is better focused at the moment when I'm not doing community stuff. There is better focused on my own apps, of course and the stuff I've already got out. And we've talked about it before on the show, but I've got this little video-to-audio converter that I made when I was um, on holiday between jobs earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. And I've not released it. And I feel really bad because I keep doing this. I had a, a, um, a pixelation art app that was unreleased and just sort of sat there last year. Which is sad because it was so much fun. Oh, well, thank you. And I do intend to, to pick it up at some point, but at some point seems to be asymptotic and all the way out there somewhere at the moment. Um, but yeah, Vita is this video to audio app. It is very, very nearly just done. It's got a couple of small bugs now, um, but I'm probably just going to release it and then get those out in, in a later update because they're they're real edge case stuff. And so that leads me to the bit that I said earlier in the show I really don't like doing, which is that now I'm going to spin up a new uh, landing page for it. Uh, I'm going to have to create the the privacy policy page, the press kit if I want to have one of those. Um, And I'm going to use that. There's a turnkey um, GitHub repo that we talked about a few shows Mm -hmm. back. I can link it in the show notes. And it's a... The premise of it is, is it's a Jekyll, a Jekyll page that you can configure with very small amounts of info in a YAML file, and boom, you've got an app landing page. Right. So I'm going to go that route, but even then, I don't actually want to host it on GitHub's page. I want to bring it into my own place. Um, so I'm going to have to set something up to to run Jekyll and export the site, and then put it where I want it to be, and it's... None of this is difficult, right? I just need a Sunday afternoon to just sit down and do it. Um, But because it's not as fun as working on a new SDK in Swift, you know, it kind of is down the priority list. So the apps, Vita is still unreleased and I need to, this is me committing on the show to doing it. You do know that you can use GitHub pages with your own domain, right? I didn't really realize that i mean i assumed you could probably do something okay. but it's it's I'm, I'm super tr- easy so um if you don't want to set up your own server for that yeah it is actually very easy to just like add the domain into dns point it to github and then add an entry in one entry in github and then it's done so okay um it's perhaps something just fyi if you want to take a shortcut here it's not a bad shout because the the pages i've got us small anyway and there's an argument that 
that might be better than self-hosting right. them. Uh, the main thing for me is that I want to have uh, lightbeamapps.com with the site that I've got there now. And then any new apps like Vita is just going to be you know, slash Vita, V-I-T-A. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might yeah. that might not work then. Yeah. Might, so, it might have been like might have to be like Vita dots uh like being apps or something. Subdomain it, yeah. Um but but anyway, that that's that's on my to-do list. That's what I've got to do next. There's no more coding on the app now, just let's get this out. Um and so I guess this is me mentioning on the show so you can ask me next time and I can go, No, I've not done it, and you can <laughs> tease tease me remorselessly. Um although hopefully I will have done and then I've got another app out there doing its thing yeah i get that okay i will just ask you next time so what else have you been doing <laughs> what else has been going on um well those have been the main things really on the go on the side i'm kind of yeah getting back into a space where i've got a little bit more energy for side projects which is good because i don't know if we've touched on this properly before but um, my long COVID symptoms and fatigue have been slowing me down quite a bit over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm on a new, new regime with medication and things. And so that means I've got a bit more gas in the tank again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why, you know, yeah, I'm having a go with, uh, having a go with this SDK and doing bits on that. And then also I do have a bit of, spare time to to get Vita across the line as well. Um, whereas up until a few weeks ago, I was having to do a lot more, um, just rest, just restful time really. So that's cool. I'm sort of coming back. I feel like I'm coming more back online at the moment as it were. Very <laughs> like good. Sort of Very been... good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's, 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 um, I'm trying not to push it. I'm going steady and there's you know, every chance I could be back to square one again. So, I just need to to um, take my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly that vibe of trying to pick everything up I've not been doing for the last few months is sort of getting getting quite strong. Um, but yeah, actually, I said this wasn't going to be a Mastodon Fediverse thing, but that is <laughs> dominating my time. Um, the other stuff I've been doing is I've been looking at um, trying to migrate my Pleroma-based instance that I serve my own account from which is social.davidgarrywood.com. I'm trying to bring that over to proper Mastodon. So Mastodon's the, one of the main um, server uh, software for, for all of this. And then Pleroma does very, very similar things, but is opinionated in its own way. Um, and this is typical open source stuff. It's it, they're, not, they're not the same. And so as Mastodon adds new features, it's 50-50 as to whether Pleroma will do the same thing. Um, so I'm looking at what I need to do to, to migrate over, uh, because I'm getting FOMO Mastodon 4.0 is coming out and I'm not running it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, my, my wife has asked if I can spin up a, an instance for her as well. Oh yeah. I saw your wife on, on the, on the Fediverse just, just now yep. like, because, uh, I posted a picture of Mimi. And that got mm-hmm. a lot of favorites and retweets or reposts, retweets, retweets. Boosts. And uh, T also um, favorited that. So that was really cool. Yes. And I was like, oh, more yep. and more people are are coming. Like it's beginning to feel 
very much like, or my timeline at least, is beginning to feel very much like iOS developer Twitter circa 2016, 17. So yeah. and that's a really good feeling. So it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. I feel that as well. And um, yeah, some of that. Uh, it also reminds me of the kind of app.net era mm-hmm. in a sense as well. I was kind of, kind of quite big into that at the time. Uh it's nice. People are sort of coming in and finding their own spot and figuring out how it works. I I think it does different things to Twitter. It works in its own way. Uh, but so that's been the interesting thing has been watching people sort of find their spot and then find like communicating slightly differently to perhaps how they would do on Twitter as well. Right. Um, and when people don't do that, then obviously the other people kind of go, no, 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 we don't, we don't post like that here. We don't do that. You know, <laughs> you get those sort of interactions happening. Uh, which, which gets a bit, a bit old. But yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Um, and and I, that's another reason for running my own instance, right, is that I can do as I please. And if people aren't interested in that, they can unfollow me. And there's no server admin to turn around and go, no, 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 don't post like that. Um yeah. At the same time, I'm I'm feeling like the the whole like etiquette and something is evolving in a way that yes. I very much like. There's lots of discussions about mm-hmm. like what to see, what not to see, what to, what to say, what not to say, what to content warn and not, and so on. And it's really good. Like, I remember a few weeks ago, I was very skeptical and actually very yes. frustrated with um, Mastodon. Yeah. And it's getting way better for me. So that's really cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And that's the other thing I've been suspecting with all this is that it will flex and evolve and then people will find their balance with it one way or another as well. Like, you know, uh, nobody likes to be told what to do when it comes down to things like, oh, you should content warn your post or whatever. That that always feels weird if somebody says anything to you, Hmm. I think. But what I'm seeing is a lot of wholesome stuff where people are like, oh, actually, yeah, maybe I should. And then other bits where people, I've also seen the reverse, where some of the older people who've been there for ages, you know, content warning everything, are actually giving a bit of ground and saying, yeah, maybe we might be being a bit over the top with some of this. Like, I'm seeing some of that middle ground start to to appear, and and that's healthy, right? People are talking, so... Yeah, I, I mean, you know, versus Twitter, where I don't think I ever really thought about any of this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I would be mindful about not posting something not safe for work or whatever, but um, yeah, a lot more thought seems to be going on. So, yeah, that's it's true. Cool. It, feels, it feels it feels good. Oh yeah, yeah, that's actually another another server thing that I did because uh, a week ago or something, I was like, okay, I want to have my own instance, so I did actually grab some. Kubernetes compatible Helm charts off of the official repository and then had some interactions with people who were patching exactly that thing at the same time because it didn't work. But then it worked and then I dropped it on my Kubernetes server because it's running anyway. And I have now have social.telemetrydeck.com and then uh, Mastodon v4 came out and now I'm very afraid of updating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I'm just going to leave it be for now until I have a bit more breathing space, I think. That's fair because a lot of this stuff doesn't just stop working just because of a version update, right? It's, um, 
you just miss out on the new the new stuff right. um and that's that's fine like i said i've got a bit of, of fomo because i'm running not mastodon at the moment for my instance um but it has occurred to me well maybe i'm there's not a lot i'm missing either right you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm using clients i'm not i'm not using the web interface very much so it doesn't really matter to me whether i'm running like that to interact with um and it'll be a while before clients support or don't support some of the new features yeah that's true um, so there is a part of me that sort of thinks well maybe i just shouldn't bother rushing and um i can just set up my wife's instance with mastodon she can start as she needs to go on um, and that gives me the experience of, of, of having a play with it at least. Um, awesome. Yeah, but I'm trying. This is me saying I hate doing server stuff, and yet actually I seem to be doing more <laughs> and more of it. <laughs> it's a, a slippery slope. It is, yeah. Well, that's just the way it is. Um, I I assume we're not talking about what's happening on Twitter, right? Because it's been talked to death, and we are a week or two behind It'll everyone be a else's different, uh, news yeah. cycles. Anyway, it will, and, and and Twitter has a main character that's going to be a main character for some time, um, who is liable to keep messing right. things up. So, and you can say everything, but you may not impersonate him. Uh, apparently not. No. Except on this podcast, like if you want to impersonate Elmo Musk, you can just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still waiting. I kind of want Tenacious D or somebody to reprise their one of their songs um, and tell them that this is this is not a parody; it's a tribute, (laughs) (laughs) and just wind them up. It's a really uh, good song too. Yeah, I um, yeah, I can do without Twitter drama. To be fair, Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just ducking out of a load of it um yeah that's fair i have anyway i have one more topic if go for it go for it i've got which i've got time all right cool which is uh recently um like i've been wanting a playstation 5 for about two years like since it comes out yep and um so recently the new god of war came out and uh the the previous one i i played that so much and was so much fun and i had serious fomo but of course you can't get a playstation 5 anywhere mm-hmm. uh, my coworker marina who's also on on um social.telemetrydeck.com by the way which is really cool um she started playing it she's um like she also streams a lot of her her, her gaming um and uh like she started streaming it and it was like oh should i watch that because uh i'd really like to see how it is but then i also don't want to watch it because spoilers i i don't want to be spoiled and uh so i was like really um really torn but then like someone someone on on Mastodon was like hey just get yourself an xbox like because you can you can get an xbox everywhere basically like <laughs> Um, right and i was like hey that doesn't work because an xbox doesn't run run gran turismo uh which is like basically when i turn on a playstation this is like it's a very very high likelihood that that's the game i'm putting up and it doesn't run god of war because that's a sony exclusive um but just because like he was like 
like injecting that thought into my head. I went mm -hmm. to Grover, which is a platform where you can rent technology. Like you can rent an iPhone or like consoles and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if it's international or it's a German thing. Um, so I can't tell you that. But um, I used to previously like rent, used, I, I used it to rent like some computers for um, uh, for myself or for like uh, employees. Yep. And it's um, it's not super cheap, but it's cheap enough and it's kind of convenient. Um, anyway, I went there and typed in Xbox Series X or whatever. And I had a look at the prices and I was like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty cheap. It's like 20 bucks per month for an Xbox um, Series X. Okay. And um, like if you like... If you tell it, you will get, if you tell it that you're gonna rent it for at least six months, I think it was like twenty bucks, and also you get to like if you pay like over like a course of let's say twenty months, if you pay more than the thing is actually worth, you get to keep it. So like the rent actually stops if you don't give it back. Right. Um, so if you paid it off, effectively. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. but I was like, okay, even if it's 20 bucks, I'm not going to play with an Xbox. Like, um, like I used to have an Xbox back in the 360 days, I think. But ever yeah. since I, since then I, I had a PlayStation two, I think then an Xbox 360 and then for the PlayStation four, I switched back to Sony and I'm, I, I just feel happy in that ecosystem. Um, but then like at the bottom of the page, it was like, Hey, or are you maybe looking for a PlayStation five? Like, you know, like mm -hmm. the recommended articles. And I was like, okay, I'm going to click that. And I was like, yeah. yeah, just click here to rent it. The price was a bit higher, but I was like, okay. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, just going to try it out. I'm going to put in the credit. Uh, um, it, it had uh, all my information because I used the platform before. Yep. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to rent this, th this thing and see if it actually arrives. Or if I get an email that says, ah, sorry, it was on the website, but you're out of luck. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, it turns out that apparently uh, PlayStation 5 is now on its way to my home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and, sounds like um, a very good outcome. <laughs> and it also turns out that I accidentally paid for it with the telemetry deck credit card. So there's like some bureaucracy that I have to have to update. Yes. Because both of those cards are in that account <clears throat> for boring reasons. But yeah, that's that's kind of... Like Lisa, Lisa was visiting today, and she was like, "What did you pay that money for? Uh, did we rent something from the from Grover as a company?" And I was like, "No, no, I need to fix that. I'm sorry." <laughs> oh, no. um, uh, that'll be fixable, I'm sure. But, it's it's um, fixable, definitely. In the meantime, she should demand use of the uh, the PlayStation. Haha, <laughs> she can't because she's going to be in Helsinki for the rest of the week, at least. Because ah. she's going to the, um, uh, there's a conference called Slush. It's um, okay. mostly for startups, tech startups and stuff like that. And that's in Helsinki. So um, then we got uh, one ticket for free. I didn't really want to want to travel that much right now. Yeah. So she's going. And so oh, cool. uh, we met up because I had all the merch right now. So I have like, like three different types of stickers, I think. Ooh. Telemetry deck and stickers. I need. Um, they should be actually like uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler alert or not, but they should be on their way to you. But uh, just the other day, I, I I actually realized that I didn't add the words airmail to the envelope. Okay, so it might take a while. Yeah, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that because I definitely need my telemetry right. deck uh, swag. Of course, of course. Mm. 
wait till wait till we have like sweaters and stuff like that that's gonna be cool hey <laughs> or we need maybe like we need something weird you know everyone has sweaters and the t-shirts and stuff like that but um i'm saying sweaters I'm saying sweaters, like I'm Daniel Ricardo or something. Like I have a way too <laughs> Australian, New Zealand accent when I talk to you for for too long. Oh, your your T's becoming D's. Yep. Yeah. Um. Like, what's what's a weird piece of merch? A weird piece of merch. You know, like a bow ties. Bow. Oh, bow ties. Bow ties is good. Bow ties. Bow ties, bow ties are, cool. are cool. Yep. Um. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll need to look into bow ties. Like for a while, everyone had socks and I was like, ah, that's not for me. I only, only want one specific brand of black socks because then I don't never have to sort them. Yes, I'm I'm very similar. Um, but yeah. Oh, well, I shall uh, look forward to my stickers, um, hmm. which very you've good. not really spoiled that. I had an idea that that'd be good. Um. And I must get gone, Daniel. My day right. is starting here in New Zealand. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go back into the server mines and just like cry as I watch files scroll by very slowly. Yep. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you do it to yourself, but um, you do it very well. So <laughs> thank you very much. Oh. On right. that note, Daniel. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, on that note, where can people find you online? Um, people can find me at daniel at social.telemetrydeck.com. That's my new Mastodon uh, name. And I am still on Twitter at Break the System, but expect a much reduced volume of tweets. Um, people can also find uh, Telemetry Deck, my company for uh, an analytics in uh, mobile apps at telemetrydeck.com and david what about you me i am david gary wood at social.davidgarrywood.com for mastodon fediverse and all of that um, i'm still on twitter as well just at david gary wood uh, but like yourself much reduced service at the moment over there and that's probably going to be the way for a while Otherwise, people can find me, well, find my apps at lightbeamapps.com. All right, awesome. Then, Dave, have a wonderful day. And Thank you. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.